Hello, everyone. We are back with the Crossover Across Time podcast. This is, of course, our second episode for today, Monday, uh, December 5th. Uh, we're doing two episodes, the first of those being a kind of get caught up episode for Wednesday through Friday's action of last week, uh, as far as games as well as news. Um, but the second episode is going to actually be our proper Monday episode where we do what we would normally do uh, on our Monday show. Unfortunately, we are not able to be joined by uh, our co-host for Monday's Wyatt. Uh, he's busy with some personal obligations, uh, so we wish him best of luck with those. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll just kind of soldier on on our own and go through the normal show here. Firstly, as always, we start with our five on five. We call it five on five. Instead of me summarizing every single game from Friday to Sunday uh, and rattling off final scores, going through how the game went and box scores, um, which can get a little bit old at times. We're instead picking five games to talk about and highlight kind of the five most consequential games, if you will. Uh, we start with Friday's action, the overtime affair in Boston between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics with the Heat able to win in overtime against the Celtics. Uh who many would pick as the top team in the league this year uh, up to this point in the season. Looking at the uh, game charts for this game, it was Miami lead early. Boston takes a big lead in the third quarter. Uh, of course, it's brought back close throughout the fourth. They tie it, go to overtime, and Miami steals the game in overtime. Uh, looking at the box scores for this game, Jalen Brown – Great game, 37 points, 14 boards off terrific shooting. Jason Tatum with a bit of an off night, potentially a factor in their, their loss in this game. Only 14 points, 12 boards though, um, but not great percentages overall. Uh, Marcus Smart and Grant Williams each had 18 to support the scoring there. Uh, and Marcus Smart also chipped in nine assists. Meanwhile, for Miami, they were, of course, led by Jimmy Butler, 25 points, 15 rebounds for him as well, along with a steal and a block, um, 12 of 21 from the floor. He missed his only three-pointer he attempted. Uh, but that's not really his game. He's he's more a little bit of a more old-school type of guard slash forward in some aspects in terms of he kind of prefers that mid-range jumper. He's more of a slasher at times, um, and so he's still productive even without – a great number of threes um, and especially works because they have a lot of three-point shooters around them. Uh, Bam Adebayo led the way scoring wise, 28 points for him uh, along with seven boards, a steal and a block. Uh, Tyler Hero also had 26 points, uh, six of 10 from the three point, three point arc. So great job from him. Kyle Lowry also had 20 points. So nice overall scoring from them. Uh, and, they were able to get the win in Boston. So that's the first of our five games. Next also comes from Friday's slate. I wanted to talk about a uh, very close win on the road. The Phoenix Suns hosting the Houston Rockets in Phoenix and Houston comes off with, comes out with the win. Um, and look at the game charts. Phoenix leads big through most of this game. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, suddenly Houston steals the game away. Uh, they hold off at the very end. They win it by one point, 122 to 121. Uh, the box score for Phoenix, 
Devin Booker keeps doing what he's been doing uh, for the last several weeks, if not the whole season. 41 points for him. Uh, Cameron Payne adds 20 points and 12 assists of his own. Mikael Bridges, 22 points. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, only eight points, potentially uh, a factor in them losing this game. Hard to say for sure. But for Houston, they're led by Jalen Green, 30 points again for him. He's a guy that is liable to score 30 or more on almost any given night, even if he's not always averaging the highest totals. Um, He was aided by 15 from Kevin Porter Jr., uh, 17 from Jabari Smith Jr., and 13 from Alperen Shangun, uh, 14 from Bruno Fernando off the bench. Um, a little bit more of a well-rounded performance for Houston. And Jalen Green, I would be willing to bet a lot of those points came in the fourth, probably kind of willed that team to a victory. Uh, so great job for Houston, able to get that win. That's a huge upset against a very good Phoenix team. Um, so those are our first two games. Our final three all come from Sunday's slate of games. Um, just kind of the way the cookie crumbled as far as uh, the games I thought were most uh, important to talk about. Uh, all games are pretty important, but you know the most noteworthy as far as individual performances or team uh, aspects. The first of these Sunday games is the New Orleans Pelicans defending the home court and putting on a show for the New Orleans crowd against the the Denver Nuggets, 121 to 106. Uh, and this is a game that it was competitive throughout the first half, uh, but then New Orleans just ran away with it in the second half. Um, looking at the box score for Denver, Jokic did his usual, uh, his usual stuff, 32 points, 16 boards, nine assists, two steals and a block. Pretty decent percentages all around, uh, especially from the floor. You know, he just did his thing. Jamal Murray added in 18, 19 points from Aaron Gordon. Uh, No Michael Porter Jr. in this game. I'm not sure if that's an injury uh, that I've missed, if he was just, you know, uh, it was a rest day or something like that. Uh, But for New Orleans, they had a a pretty well-rounded team affair. Uh, 25 points from Zion Williamson. Uh, But the big push in this game would be Jose Alvarado, uh, GTA Grand Theft Alvarado off the bench, 38 points, a new career high for him, eight of 11 from three point range. Uh, you know, he's a guy that you can't help but root for. He's been an amazing player for them. Uh, I think he was a two way contract at some point. Um, but regardless, he has 38 Zion adds 25, three other guys scoring double figures to push, New Orleans to a win, and they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. We'll talk about them with our power rankings uh, for sure. Next, from those three games from the Sunday slate, we have to talk about uh, – oh, geez, that's not what I want to do. Sorry. Technical issues. We want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers winning on the road in Washington against the Wizards, 130-119. to And what the Lakers have been able to do lately, again, that will also be a subject in our, uh, our power rankings. For the Wizards – They didn't have a bad game per se. Uh, Their percentages were not stellar. Um, 27 points from Porzingis, nine boards, uh, 26 from Kuzma. Bradley Beal, only two points and played three minutes. I think he did uh, suffer an injury in this game. Uh, So that's unfortunate for Washington, of course, and we wish Bradley Beal a uh, speedy recovery. We'll have more details on that uh, in 
in the sorry the key news stumbling over my words a little bit Gafford added 19 points off the bench uh 16 off the bench from Corey Kispert so they they had solid team performance uh especially with the absence of Bradley Beal for pretty much the whole game but the Lakers played a very solid game um and it was really down to three guys Lonnie Walker continues to be a very solid productive player for them 20 points uh on very efficient shooting LeBron James, 29 points, eight rebounds, six assists, um, decent percentages. But the big story here is Anthony Davis and what he was able to do in this game. My goodness. Here's the stat line. 55 points, 17 rebounds, and three blocks, along with an assist. Uh, 22 of 30 from the floor for 73%. Two of three from three-point range, 66%. And made all nine of his free throws. He was a plus 17. He just dominated this game, and he's been absolutely incredible this last uh, several games, powering Los Angeles back into a competitive place in the Western Conference. A huge win for them, a huge performance from Anthony Davis. And, you you know, especially if you're a Lakers fan, you hope to see this kind of thing continue. Maybe not to quite that extent as far as those specific numbers from Anthony Davis, but certainly that impact and being that level of a player um, more often than not, that's what you hope to see. Finally, uh, the fifth of our games that we'll talk about from Sunday slate. I really want to talk about the Sacramento Kings, the beam team, the one of the more exciting teams to talk about in the NBA, even if they're not one of the, you know, top five best, or maybe even top 10, they could be in that top 10. Um, But they're just fun to talk about, especially, you know, with that team's history to talk about a, te- a Sacramento team that's doing well. It's, it's just fun. Uh, looking at the game chart, it was, you know, competitive in the first Sacramento took a big lead in the going into halftime. Chicago brought it pretty close in the fourth quarter, but then Sacramento just, you know, held their ground and extended the lead again and won the game for Chicago. They were led by Zach Levine's 41 points on pretty solid shooting percentages. Uh, DeRozan added 18 of his own, uh, and two other starters scored in double figures. Meanwhile, for Sacramento, they had seven players in double figures, the high score being Malik Monk's 20 off the bench, uh, joined by 17 from Harrison Barnes. 11 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. The uh, triple-double for DeMontis Sabonis. 17 boards and 10 assists is remarkable, even if it's only 11 points. You know, that's that's still a great stat line. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, 16 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Not quite as good of a game as we've seen from him, but still a great team game, more importantly. And uh, King's able to just, you know, be a better team at home against a Chicago team that's really struggling to find its footing. And uh, they win this game. So great win for the Beam team in Sacramento. Again, they're a fun team to talk about. So we had to highlight that one. A couple of notes. We call this our six men, quote unquote. Uh, Just the notes from games we didn't talk about from the last weekend. uh, Things worth mentioning. Firstly, in uh, the Milwaukee Bucks game Friday versus the Los Angeles Lakers in Milwaukee, uh, they did lose this game, but Giannis Antetokounmpo did score 40 points. Solid scoring game from him. Um, from Saturday's action, the let me find the box score here real quick. The Thunder, Oklahoma City Thunder on the road in Minnesota against the Timberwolves. Uh, 
was worth mentioning. Shea Gilgis Alexander and Josh Giddy combined for a solid game in this one. Shea Gilgis Alexander, 33 points, six assists, three steals, and a block. Josh Giddy, 21 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, and two blocks, uh, both on great percentages. And they powered uh, Oklahoma City to a victory against the Timberwolves. Also, a small note, Nas Reed for the Timberwolves off the bench did grab 18 rebounds. Pretty impressive rebounding performance there. Uh, and finally, Anthony Simons. Uh, let me go ahead and pull up my games again real quick. Sorry, I accidentally closed that uh, a little too early. But in Sunday's game, sorry, that was also a Saturday night game, not a Sunday game. Uh, in the Portland Trailblazers game Saturday night, in Utah against the Utah Jazz, Anthony Simons did score 45 points in their victory on some tremendous percentages. So a uh, big game for him. I That might be a career high. He might have actually scored 50 at this point. It's hard, it's hard to say. He's been electric for Portland, um, especially in uh, Lillard's absence in recent games um, or recent weeks. It's great to see him stepping up. Uh, he's still fairly young. I think he's like 21 or 22 at this point, maybe. Um, but yeah, so those are the the small notes from the games outside of those main five that we talked about. But that hopefully kind of gets us summarized and caught up on the main action from this past weekend. Next, let's run through our news, our key news here real quick. Uh, firstly, on Saturday, it was reported that Memphis's John Morant was fined $35,000 for confronting an official uh, I think that was in their Wednesday game. Uh, so small note there. Then uh, injury news from Cleveland. Dean Wade is out three to four weeks with a left shoulder injury. Uh, he's a solid part of their bench rotation. Uh, definitely sad for, to see uh, for them. And, you know, in general, you'd hate to hear about an injury for anyone. Um, that'll definitely be an impact for Cleveland. We wish him the best in his recovery there. Uh, for Portland, Positive news, Damian Lillard finally did return from his injury that had sidelined him for a good amount of time. He returned Sunday night versus uh, the Indiana Pacers. So good to see him back in action. Uh, Now, all of these next news updates are mainly from today. So uh, for the most part, pretty recent news. Firstly, in Atlanta, Trey Young and Coach Nate McMillan addressed their uh, the reports of their disagreement. From what I gathered on the uh, the news kind of summary of it, essentially there was some miscommunication and disagreement as far as the reporting of an incident as well as the specifics. But basically, uh, Trey Young was dealing with shoulder soreness uh, and did not play in Friday's game. It was later reported that that was uh, due to some sort of a odd ultimatum placed by uh nate mcmillan uh the head coach coach mcmillan did uh refute the statement say that that was not how the conversation went trey young was upset that this uh kind of situation got public and that it was such a topic of discussion uh regardless it sounds like it won't be too much of a distraction and there's not too much to make out of it other than you know trying to stir up a headline you know i i think it's fine I imagine they'll be fine. You know, we'll forget about the story in the next day or two, um, but it's worth noting. Uh, in Brooklyn, Nike is officially parting ways with Kyrie Irving. It was announced a little while ago they had suspended their relationship with Kyrie Irving, uh, but they have now fully uh, ended that partnership. 
they will now no longer be making the Kyrie uh, uh, excuse me Kyrie brand shoes and uh, you know clothing things of that nature. Um, no longer a Nike athlete, I think was the official uh, wording from Nike, but uh, pretty important news there. A uh, few injury things uh, for Washington. Bradley Beal is out at least one week with a hamstring strain. Of course, that was going back to uh, last night's game against the Lakers. I assume that was when this injury uh, kind of came about. Again, we wish him the best in his recovery from that injury. Hopefully he's able to be back on the court soon. For the Clippers, uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George uh, both returned tonight uh, in their game versus the Hornets. Great to see them both back on the floor. Uh, and the same for James Harden for Philadelphia. He finally returns from injury, uh, returned from injury tonight in their game against his old team, the Houston Rockets. Um, so great to see those three guys back on the floor, and it would hopefully be better if we can see them stay on the floor. Uh, that would be huge for them. Uh, from the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson fined fifteen thousand dollars for throwing headband into the stands. Uh, a couple more fine uh, things of note uh, for the Timberwolves. D'Angelo Russell was fined twenty thousand dollars for directing inappropriate language toward an official. And then an update on a previous fine. This was from Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Draymond Green had been fined twenty five thousand dollars for. Uh, uh, an altercation, verbal altercation, inappropriate language directed towards a fan. Uh, it came out later, this fan that was involved in this matched Draymond Green's fine, uh, the total amount of $25,000, with two separate donations to uh, the Mavericks and Warriors uh, Community Foundation. Kind of a cool gesture, uh, showed his support for Draymond and saying, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, something to that effect. He added an extra $3 in the donation to note the Mavericks three-point win versus the Warriors. Kind of a funny side note, but, you know, cool gesture from the fan, but kind of interesting how there's still this negative tone from uh, players and teams involved in the sense of they, I wouldn't call it animosity, but, you know, uh, a sense of caution and, you know, what has happened in the past in terms of fan interactions and decorum and, you know, when that's at its worst. So it's kind of a good and bad in that situation. Um, good move on the fans part. You know, I think it, it was a nice, you know, showing, but regardless, uh, we have a couple more notes from our news. Firstly, for last week, week seven, uh, NBA officially announced Kevin Durant for the Eastern Conference and Anthony Davis for the Western Conference were named Players of the Week. Uh, so congratulations to both of those guys. Finally, we want to go ahead and check and update you on the LeBron scoring tracker. Again, you can find this on the NBA's website. Uh, you'll be hearing about it all throughout the season. Just thought I'd throw a quick update out. He has 907 more points to go uh, before he catches Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list for points in a career okay so that takes us through our news let's real quick run through our game previews for the week this is uh tuesday through friday since monday's games at the time of recording this show monday's games are all pretty much wrapped up um the games to highlight firstly most of these are nationally broadcast games so they're kind of the games the league 
outlines is, hey, these are noteworthy games, but also um, they it's you know they pick them for a reason so they're worth talking about but we also add in a few games uh that aren't you know they're league pass games that might be worth checking out if you have league pass or if you're interested in getting it um firstly from tuesday's slate there's three games two of them are a tnt double header firstly uh oh and also all of these times that are given for the games when they start are in eastern standard time as they are given on the nba website uh anyways tuesday three games slate TNT doubleheader is two of the three games. Uh, firstly, at 7.30, the Los Angeles Lakers are on the road in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. That, I think, is a great um, uh, a great game to watch out for. Cleveland now with a top team in the East. Lakers resurging. LeBron returning to Cleveland. Anthony Davis playing well. Mitchell now in Cleveland. I think that could be a really interesting game to watch. Uh, I'm excited to watch that one. I'll do my best to catch it when it's on. And then the second game is that doubleheader at 10 o'clock. The Dallas Mavericks visit the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Uh, two, you know, teams that are competitive in the Western Conference. Nuggets above the Mavericks at the moment. Um, but two European stars, Jokic versus Doncic. Uh, you know, I think it's a great game to to keep an eye out for. Wednesday, there's an 11 game slate. Uh, we have an ESPN doubleheader that night. Firstly, at 7:30, the Atlanta Hawks are in the Garden at the New York Knicks. See if Trey Young can bring back that uh, villain type performance he's had in the past. And then at 10 o'clock, the Boston Celtics are in Phoenix playing the Phoenix Suns. Uh, two the two number one seeds in the East and Western Conference, respectively. Should be a great showdown between those teams. One more game to note. I threw in a league pass game from Wednesday's slate at 8 o'clock. The Oklahoma City Thunder at the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, should be fairly competitive uh, Western Conference matchup. But more importantly, I think the matchup of the guards, SGA versus John Morant, um, I think that could be very interesting to watch. So I thought I'd highlight that there. Thursday, another three-game slate and a NBA TV doubleheader this time. At 7.30, the L.A. Clippers are on the road in Miami against the Heat, um, especially with the Clippers having Leonard and George back. You'd think they would have the edge in this game, but we'll have to see what Miami can do, especially coming off of uh, a solid win against Boston this last weekend. And the second game at 10 o'clock, the Denver Nuggets on the road in Portland against the Portland Trailblazers. Classic uh, Northwestern Conference matchup there, or Northwest Division matchup. Um, you know, I think that could be a great game as well. Finally, uh, I have four games highlighted on Friday's slate. There's 10 games total on Friday. Uh, we have an ESPN doubleheader again on Friday. 7.30, the Los Angeles Lakers at the Philadelphia 76ers. And at 10 o'clock, the Milwaukee Bucks at the Dallas Mavericks. Um, heard a lot from those teams already. We kind of know the drill. Uh, you know, Lakers at Sixers, you have James and Davis versus Harden and, and Bede, star matchup, as long as all those guys are playing. And then similar story for Bucks Mavericks. It's Giannis versus Doncic. Could be a great game. I highlighted a couple other games that I think are maybe a little bit more interesting than the ESPN games. Firstly, on League Pass at 9.30, the Sacramento Kings are on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. I think that's an exciting game to look out for. Again, Cleveland, you know, 
uh, a well-rounded team and they have everything. They have the star power, they have the bench, they have the depth, you know. Uh, and then the Kings, the beam team, want to see them, you know, play, see what they can do against the top team in the Eastern Conference, see if they can build off that, you know, momentum they had. I don't want this to be a short-term thing for Sacramento. I want to see if they can keep this going and build off what they've already got going up to this point. And then the other game, League Pass at 9 o'clock, the Minnesota Timberwolves are in Utah against the Jazz, uh, on the road against the Utah Jazz. And this is Gobert's, Rudy Gobert's return to Utah. They did play already in Minnesota, but now this will be his first time in Utah at Vivint Arena, not as a member of the Jazz. Uh, so that'll be a game I definitely want to you know tune in, see what the reception is for him. Of course, I want to see the Jazz win, but that's definitely a game worth paying attention to. Uh, so that is our game previews. Now, we've gotten all that kind of out of the way as far as we're caught up on the action, the news, what's going on in the league. Let's get a clearer picture of our power rankings and where teams are at at the moment. Looking at my power rankings for week seven, I have my top three staying the same. Celtics, Bucks, Suns. One, two, three in that order. Um that was the same as last week. The week before, Celtics and Bucks were one and two as well. Suns were four at that point. Uh, but those three have been solid throughout. And, you know, unless there's a big drop-off next week, I imagine those are going to stay in the top five, um, you know, in all likelihood. Four is a big change, though. New Orleans Pelicans jump up four spots to claim the number four overall ranking in my power rankings. They went 4-0 and last week. They've been hot, and they've got a great record. They've got Zion fully back in the lineup, playing sort of a point-forward role I've seen, and he's playing, doing a great job, and they're still without Brandon Ingram. You know, I think they've got a great team, a great culture. I love what Willie Green has done there, and – you know, I had to move them up that far. They were just that good, and they're they're ranked very highly in the Western Conference right now. Uh, I think they're as high as two or three. I did move the Cleveland Cavaliers down one spot. They went two and two last week. So they're five instead of four, but I had to keep them up there. Um, the NBA's power rankings, they did move the Grizzlies into the fifth spot after they went two and one. Um, I felt like keeping Memphis at the spot they were already at. felt like six made a little bit more sense. Um if they can keep it going, then they'll probably move up in the top five, but they're still a very solid team. Nuggets drop a couple. They went two and two, um, but they're number seven now. Uh, three more teams that rose. The Atlanta Hawks to eight, Kings to nine, and Warriors to ten uh, in my power rankings. Hawks jumped three spots, and the Kings and Warriors each jumped five spots. Uh, so that is your top 10 in my power rankings. Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Pelicans, and Cavs for your top five. Your next five, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Hawks, Kings, and Warriors. Uh, and four of those top 10 jumped significantly. A couple of them dropped. And that means we had some teams dropping out of that kind of big top group there. Firstly, the LA Clippers fell to 11. They fell four spots. Trailblazers stayed the same at 12. The Jazz fell three spots. They they had gone two and two. And the Pacers fell five spots. They went one, one and three. Um, so those are the kind of the teams that fall out of that top 10 sort of picture. Uh, the Nets jump up a bit, as do the Mavericks. 
Um, and do as do the Lakers. Lakers are into that. Let me see here. That 20, 21st spot. So there's still that kind of bottom third or like middle third ish bottom of the middle third, but they're, they're on their way up. Wizards fall again, one and three week. They're down to uh, 23. Bulls are down to 25. They've struggled. Um, yeah. Sixers fell a few spots as well. They're down to 16. Otherwise there's not too much change. I did swap things at the very bottom. Uh, instead of the Detroit Pistons being the bottom, it's now the Orlando Magic. They went 0-4 in their last stretch. I thought about putting the Spurs there, who have still yet to win a game. I think they're on an 11-game losing streak. Um, well, the Magic have a little bit less or a little bit worse record overall. Um, even with Bancaro back, they're still struggling, which kind of you know makes me think with a team – you know, you have your rookie star in and now you're still struggling. Not great for kind of a team aspect. Um, and San Antonio has Popovich. I feel like they can write things somewhat and not be quite this bad at the end of the season. I might be proved wrong. Maybe I'll swap them next week. We'll see what happens. Uh, so Detroit jumps up to 28. So good for them. Uh, Houston and Charlotte stay in their spots. And otherwise, that's kind of the most important things from the power rankings. Uh, your big movers are, you know, Warriors, Kings, Pelicans jump up a bit. They had solid weeks, as did, you know, Hawks, Nets, uh, Lakers, especially. Hawks, I maybe could have dropped. I could have put the Kings above them. But I like where they're at, and especially considering the Hawks' injuries this past week. Uh, you know, I think that's a pretty decent spot to have them there. And if they're getting young back, they're getting Collins and Hunter within the next week or so. Um, they should, you know, hopefully be able to stay in that spot um, and kind of keep things going there. Otherwise, uh, you know, I've talked about the Kings a bit. The Jazz have slid. There's not too much to talk about there because there's not like a lot of change as far as what's been going on. I think just kind of teams adjusted to what. Uh, had surprised him at the beginning of the season, and now the Jazz are a little bit more down to earth. Um, we'll see what comes to them in the next couple of weeks. Lakers improving because of Anthony Davis's play, and we can get more into that with our next segment. So why don't we just jump right into that? Now that we've covered our power rankings, let's get into our last main segment for the show, our weekly MVP. This is a segment where we week-by-week uh, week name a player to – pick as our MVP in uh, – sorry, I'm kind of half thinking about this. Each week on Monday, we look back at the last week's action, stats, team play, uh, you know, things like that, plus minus, and we pick an MVP for that week of action, just those games and the games that that player played in. Um, I usually pick about 10 candidates to look through. This week, the candidates are Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, Kevin Durant, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Zion Williamson, LeBron James, and Stephen Curry. Usually I've limited to having one per player per team, but I felt like in the Celtics and Lakers case, it as far as their success this last week, uh, it was appropriate to have a couple players uh, on this ranking. Remind you of our 
previous weekly MVP winners. In week one, we had John Morant. Week two, Donovan Mitchell. Week three, Kevin Durant. Week four, Joel Embiid. Week five, Anthony Davis. And week six, DeAndre Ayton. So those are our six previous winners. Um, While I'm thinking about it, I'll have to be unprofessional and step away from the mic. I'm going to talk, and I'm just curious how well this – or well – how not well this shows up on the actual recording. Um, We're just going to keep talking as we do this. I'm walking away from the mic to grab a marker so we can update the trophy because I was unprepared and did not grab. Now we have the marker. We have our trophy, our beautiful semi-opaque thrift store trophy that is above above, uh, all other NBA honors. And since I'm alone, we're just going to talk through this to you as well as myself in the current moment and pick our MVP here. Now, based on what he did last week, he is weekly, you know, NBA player of the week for the Western Conference. The team was great, especially that Sunday performance. I really want to pick Anthony Davis. The problem is I feel weird giving it to him again so soon. He has really been quite stellar though and so I feel like it'd be a worth you know worthwhile pick low turnovers low fouls three blocks you know the rebounds the scoring he's doing it all at the same time there's a lot of solid candidates that go along with him Zion 4-0 this last week 28 points just about 10 boards six assists he was a little high on turnovers, um, but he was great defensively. Two steals, 1.8 blocks. He'd be a great choice. I think I'd probably eliminate LeBron and Curry. Again, great weeks, but not quite as stellar as Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, voice crack. Um, Luca had a great week as well. Um, I mean, all these guys did. That's why they're kind of you know, top picks for this uh, this award here. You know, a lot of these guys were fairly high turnover, so maybe that doesn't count against Zion too much. Um, you know, Tatum was still gr- pretty solid. Brown was great. Um, Booker, 39. He led the league in scoring last week. Uh, six assists, four boards, 1.8 steals. It's still – this is a tough pick. But you know what? I think I'm going to make the pick. Looking at it, yes, I feel I feel good about this pick. I, I originally thought I was going to lean a bit too hard towards Anthony Davis to make it hard on myself. But we're going to give it to somebody else. We're going to give someone else a chance here. Um, again, Anthony Davis did have a fantastic week. Maybe he can just keep it going, and maybe next week he'll be a candidate once again. And uh, for Lakers fans, they certainly hope for that. I'd kind of like to see it too, like to see Anthony Davis do well. Um, But I've made my choice for your – excuse me, this is week seven MVP. I don't know why it says week eight. Our week seven MVP – let me double-check this with my – Power rankings. Now I'm I'm going crazy. Yes, week seven, week seven power rankings. 
week seven. We've corrected it on the Google Doc. Our week seven MVP. We're going with Zion Williamson. Yes, sir. And let me go ahead and half focus on talking while I write this in. So the name can look semi-decent. The problem is now we're writing on a curve. And it's a little bit tricky to make the writing look good on a curve. But we've done it anyways. Balance it out. No more lopsided names. Zion Williamson, our week seven MVP, especially with the 4-0 stretch. Defensively along with the boards. I mean, he was a well-rounded player. Great job, Zion. We have your trophy here right, uh, waiting for you whenever you want to come by and pick that up. You could hold on for it, uh, hold on to it for the week. Uh, congratulations, Zion. Okay, so that takes us through um, most of our uh, most of our plan, our action for this show. We'll finish off with our This Day in History fact. Uh, this Day in History, December 5th of 1987. We're going back to 1987 uh 35 years ago at this point I believe uh san antonio spurs retired number 44 jersey worn by george gervin the ice man one of the great scorers in nba history and one of the great posters in nba history if you've not seen the ice man poster george gervin sitting on the ice throne uh the ice basketballs and the nike uh the Nike sweats and shoes, you've got to see it. That's one of the all-time great posters. Um, but again, also one of the all-time great players. His scoring, unbelievable. Sort of, People call him the original Kevin Durant. He wasn't as strong of a shooter, but the, you know, the length, kind of a slender type athlete. His ability to finish inside, remarkable. Just a great player. Um but regardless, that takes us through everything we had planned for this show. Um, again, uh, I do apologize. We're not able to have Wyatt on the show today. We wish him the best with his uh, personal obligations. In the meantime, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with our uh, award race discussion and uh, our summaries of tonight's action, Monday's action. We'll talk about what happened Monday or today. Talk about the uh the previous night's action and get into our award chase discussion um with that thank you for listening